0: Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. We have a great show in store for you today, so whether you are listening to this podcast or you are watching us on YouTube, we encourage you to download the show notes and follow along if you can. My name is Amber Jordan, and I am here with Dr. Michael David Morales, aka Mo. Mo, how's it going today?
1: Hey, what's going on, Amber? I'm doing well. got my coffee and it's getting low, so we better get going talking about leadership here.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, hey, you know, Mo, it is that time of year where everything I bake, I feel needs to be pumpkin flavored. And (laughs) and I just decided, yeah, I decided, you know what? I am not going to waste my time going back and forth to the store to buy canned pumpkin. I just had an entire case shipped to my house. (laughs) <laughs> and, and my kids were like, this is a lot of pumpkin. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but I'm going to use it. <laughs> well, I'll admit I'm not the best baker. I, you know, I like to cook because cooking, you can kind of throw a bunch of ingredients in and I'll have a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that. But with baking, you really have to be precise. It, it's important that with each ingredient, you put just the right amount because too much or too little can mess the whole thing up. Well, I was on YouTube and I was looking for some tips and tricks and I actually came across this really inspirational story by a pastry chef named Zara Abdulrahman. And she she had started, she worked in a corporate job and she talked about how she'd work eight or nine hour days at her corporate job. And then she'd come home and all she'd want to do is just cook something nice for her family and friends. And it just kind of became a passion, almost like a stress relief for her. But then people started ordering things and her mother-in-law actually was a pastry chef and just said, man, like you really have a gift for this. And so really kind of came alongside her and and was, you know, nurturing her and, and helping encourage and develop her and. And she began to really love this creating pastries. Well, right before the pandemic, she had just started to make the shift from her corporate life to being a full-time pastry chef. And then of course, you know, the pandemic hit and, and there were so many restrictions on gatherings. But what she found was people were still wanting wanting to order something nice for their friends and family. You know, you couldn't be together to celebrate birthdays or anniversaries or, or special events, but they still wanted to send something nice. So she actually was able to adjust her business. And she would go in and she'd set up this amazing looking pastry display kind of as a celebration for one, and then allow them to celebrate. And she just said she found so much joy, even in the obstacles, there was something amazing about like this gift of love and presenting it to people. And she said this amazing quote says, It's never going to be easy, but the pain that you're going to go through is what makes it all worth it. The joy and true happiness I have found is actually going through the struggles, through the pain, through the challenges of achieving my goals. It's always in the journey for me. And that's where I believe the happiness lies. That's where the success lies, because that's where the growth is. And it was, it's just cool for her to recognize it, you know, really she's identifying her ingredients to success. And it was where the joy and happiness, not always in everything going well, but even in the struggles. And so today, Mo, we're gonna talk about a key ingredient to success. And I know that you kind of went back and forth of should it be the key ingredient or a key ingredient, you know, because there's a lot of ingredients to really make something successful. But why don't you tell us today, what is a key ingredient to success?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely thought about naming it the key ingredient to success, and I still kind of feel that way, but um, I guess it really doesn't matter, right? Uh, What we're going to talk about today is something that really is going to revolutionize the way you do leadership. In fact, if you're a good leader, you probably already are going to just use this as a refresher course and be like, yeah, Mo, I already knew that. And hopefully that's the case. Um, But as one of my mentors always tells me, even today, Uh, it's better to be reminded than it is to be instructed. So (laughs) whether you're being instructed or reminded this morning, uh, this is going to be for you. And if you haven't already figured it out by now, uh, the key ingredient that I'm talking about is love. Now, before you all decide to turn off my podcast out there and, you know, you know, Mo's going to get all lovey-dovey on us. No, just hear me out. Uh, this is really what leadership is all about, uh, However you define love in your life, you have to uh, be able to understand that it's a major component of what you do. And that's no different than the people on your team in the business world or wherever you're doing it, extracurricular life. Um, So you need to get this right. Uh, So if you can start from the premise of loving and caring for people, and you can use this in your leadership as a ingredient or the key ingredient, it's really going to change the way that you do life better. So here's point number one for today, Amber, leaders model respect. When we talk about loving and caring for our team, we have to, we have to talk about respect leaders. You really have to get out there and show your people what it means to model respect. And that's a difficult thing to do. Chances are, there's a lot of people that need a lot of things from you. You have deadlines, projects, everything in between. And I would imagine that if you're a leader, your stress level is, probably medium to high most of the time. And a lot of times we get stressed out and then it's easy for to forget about our people. Right. And to treat our people well. So think about it. When, when was the last time you snapped at somebody and then you had to go back and you had to apologize. Right. (laughs) Do do you, do you feel like you have egg on your face? Well, I I know that I do. In fact, when I was younger, Kevin uh, used to tell me that if I continue to treat people as a means to an end, I was inevitably going to hurt them and fail them. And I did for a lot of the time. And there were a lot of people that were casualties of my brash style of leadership. And, you know, um, I I wasn't as stellar as I thought I was, right? And I I regret a lot of that. And I have had to get better over the years. Now, of course, I can't go back and change who I was. And I'm kind of glad that I ran into those problems, not because it it hurt some people, because that's never okay, but it really shaped and changed me into the person that I am today. And like we talked about in a previous podcast, learning to add my values into what I'm doing and learning how to treat others, I had to figure out that respect factor and giving people the benefit of the doubt, for instance, so that I don't get mad and fly off the handle, which is not their fault. It's my fault, right? I I control me. I I might not control what they do, but I do control me. And so above all else, I, I need to love people, right? Learning how to respect people for what they do and especially who they are, was really the premise for what I had to learn to lead more effectively.
0: Yeah. And learning to respect people, or like you said, just kind of identifying respect it, you know, I think the easiest way is to kind of maybe take a cue from Aretha Franklin of R-E-S-P-E-C-T, <laughs> find out what it means to me. Of oh, we we yes. have to, if we don't know how to show respect to our people, we have to know our people Enough to know what seems respectful to them, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I I think that the question that our, our leaders really have to ask themselves today is, do I model respect? So do you give respect? And at the same time, do you earn the respect of your people? We've all heard the saying, you have to give respect to get respect, right? Well, it's my firm belief that as leaders... Uh, We have to put ourselves out there and we have to give people, again, the benefit of the doubt and respect them, figuring, well, you let them on your team. So if you don't respect them, they're not going to make it on your team, right? So give them the benefit of the doubt, allow them to live up to that respect factor and give them something to really go for. None of us wants to be disrespected, right? And leaders, you know, there's really no reason ever to be disrespectful, no matter How horrible a situation gets, there's no reason to ever treat somebody with disrespect. People on your team might, and those are great teaching and learning moments. Like I just said, Kevin used all of my disrespectful moments as learning and teaching moments, but Kevin was never disrespectful to me or disrespectful to anybody for that matter. I I can't really think of anything in, 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 in my time with him. And I think, you know, most of our moms probably taught us (laughs) at some time or another, I I know mine did, she would just say, you know, Mo, she didn't call me Mo, but you you know, you you have have to respect people. So whether it's your mom or your dad, you know, somebody else uh, who raised you, uh, the people that you hang out with today, ask them to keep you accountable when it comes to respecting others. And this will definitely increase your ability to love people and lead better.
0: Okay. So leaders need to model respect. What is the second thing leaders need to do?
1: Yeah. The the, the second part of this ingredient of love is this leaders show encouragement. And I, I heard a really good quote uh, this past week from an NFL quarterback and Amber, I know you're a 49ers fan, so I just want to premise this and, and I don't want you to get mad at me um, because it comes from Dak Prescott of the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, and I know you're not a huge Cowboys fan, but, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. So here it is. This week when uh, uh, he was asked about his focus on leadership and what his style was, his response was this. He said, I think it's important to love and me as a leader, the only thing I try to do is love. To be there for somebody and show support and not show any kind of dislike or any sign of hate, or anything of that nature. And I was like, man, that, that's that's a great approach to leadership. Notice he didn't say that he was going to be perfect and get it right. In effect, he's pretty much saying that, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, and relationships are complicated, and he might not, not always know what to do, but he does know that he can be somebody who supports others and encourages them, is what he's talking about. And encouragement is definitely part of the key ingredient of love. I mean... Who doesn't like a compliment, right? I mean, I know I do. Amber, I, I know, I know you do. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm not talking about flattery, right? Um, I, I'm I'm talking about respect for you know who I am and uh, and and respecting people for who they are. In fact, if if you take all of the different events in your life and understand that there are things that you want to be encouraged for and be respected, you know, I have enough critics in my life what I need is more cheerleaders. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, right? So think about <laughs> well, it. We, we, well,
0: what, yeah. what do you mean though? Cause you're saying, you know, you want compliments, but not flattery, <laughs> but you need more cheerleaders and cheerleaders kinds of sound like, I just want somebody to cheer me on all the time. <laughs> Wait, so what, what's the difference between flattery and, and encouragement, a real compliment?
1: Yeah. I'm talking about good, solid encouragement. That's intentional, meaning not just a comment off the cuff, but something that's real and insightful. So here, here's your homework for the week. And of course, you know, I, I give this assignment pretty much to everybody that I have ever coached or will coach, which is this. Um, and and one of my old uh, army uh, cadre, you know, one of my teachers uh, years ago, used to call stuff like this, free chicken, meaning, um, this is, this is good stuff and you need to take it and you need to use it. So, so put this in, in, in your free chicken right here, Amber. <laughs> and, and is this your homework for this week is to send somebody a handwritten note, not a text message, not a call, um, not something that's typed out. I'm talking about something that you write with your own penmanship, no matter how bad it is or, or good it is. Um, and You know, for me, I have my own stationery, but you know, you don't have to have that. You can just go to the grocery store, go down aisle five and, you know, grab a Hallmark card. Right. But whatever it is, write it and send it and who you should send it to is really up to you. But the reason that it's important, uh, that, that is that you're actually going to have to find somebody's mailing address. How many of us know somebody's mailing address anymore? Right. It doesn't have to be their house, but, um, you know, of course that's ideal, But, you know, um, what what can you do to send somebody something that is an encouraging physical letter, you know, that everybody needs a bit of encouragement and everybody needs, like I said, more cheerleaders. I need more cheerleaders in my life. And yes, Amber, I do need more people cheering me on. You need more people cheering you on. When, when, when your daughter who's a swimmer and, and I have a, a, a soft spot for swimmers because um, I have been a swim coach forever, uh, but you don't want people standing up at the, at the end of your lane, yelling, screaming at you in a mean way. You want them encouraging you. We all just need a little bit of encouragement. We all need, we all know we need to do better, but it's time for you as a leader to step up and be an encourager. And I would advise that um, you do it with, you know, somebody on your team, somebody who needs a note of appreciation And they probably need that note of appreciation from you. And I would hope that you would actually even make this a habit. If you're not good at it, maybe just send one every quarter to start, right? And then eventually you can send another one and another one and another one. But start now and hopefully it'll become a habit because this is going to set you apart as a person who adds value to others. So remember when talking about the key ingredient or a key ingredient of love and loving others, encouragement is definitely an important element of this.
0: And I know you tell me, be specific in your encouragement. You don't need to send a letter to someone saying, you're the best person I've ever met in the whole world, (laughs) but say, Hey, when you did this, I really appreciated that. Or, you know, I saw you do this for so-and-so and and that really inspired me or something like, but be specific in your encouragement because it will mean so much more to the person receiving it.
1: Yeah, it will.
0: Okay, so the two components of our key ingredient of love is leaders model respect and leaders show encouragement. What is the third and final component today?
1: Yeah, the the third and final component is this leaders effect transformation. And I just love even just how that sounds, right? If you get the first two points nailed down, meaning respecting others and encouraging them, then this third and final component is gonna be a pretty natural fit, meaning Leadership's all about transforming lives. You know, my, my job as a leader is, is to help people achieve a better version of themselves. I, I do this as a coach. I do it as a coach of people in the workplace, and I, I do it as a coach for student athletes. That's also what you do as a leader, right? And so my question is, what do you do for your line of work? Is somebody it, it, you know there in the office or the field that, that you need to help out? Are you a person who is helping people transform their values? And, and live a better life on a daily basis, right? Because if we think of ourselves as people who want to change others, the less we think about ourselves and more we, we we think about other people, it's going to help us become better and not just by accident. So one of the world's greatest salesmen and leaders of all time is a guy named Zig Ziglar, and he once said this, you can have everything in life you want if you're if you just help enough other people get what they want. And man, I live by that motto every day. And I've been trying to do that ever since I read it over 25 years ago. If you help enough people get what they want, you're going to end up getting everything that you want, which is great. But the first part is helping other people, right? It's a simple truth that I never forgot. And I hope you never forget because your job as a leader is to find the passions of people on your team and help them achieve those goals and those dreams. And it's difficult, right? To do that stuff. And whoever your sphere of influence is at work, you need to be a developer of people. You need to become a transformational leader and you need to know more about people than just work, right? You need to know, uh, what, what their meaning is in life, what their family life is, belief systems, their dislikes, their, their likes. You even need to know the, the family pet name, right? And, and this is going to be the next level of leadership for you.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Mo, well, are you saying admitting in front of all of our listeners that you're going to be more <laughs> interested in the stories about my dogs?
1: Oh, oh, my gosh. No. In fact, okay, so for all of our listeners out there, um, I'm in a running uh, battle with Amber's dogs. They have a lot more <laughs> followers. <laughs> they have a lot more followers on social media than I do, and I'm just really upset, right? And so, but, you know, to your point, Amber, since you brought it up, Uh, Del Carnegie talks about man's best friend, right? Dogs. And he says, the reason dogs are so transformational is because they don't want anything from you. They just want to love you. They just want to, they want to adore you. They want to be there and and they, and they just want to be so dashgarn cute, right? Like, like you're dumb dogs. And so, (laughs) no, I'm not admitting anything about Amber's dogs. I still refuse uh, to, to, to like any part of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Hey, I mean, I agree with that quote because that, that is why I have dogs because I'm the mother of three teenage girls and I just need somebody (laughs) to like me and be happy to see me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you know what, uh, maybe, so I guess what, what, what the the takeaway for a lot of people out there with uh, teenage daughters is, Hey, maybe I just need a couple of dogs and, and I can get through this crazy season of life, right? Yes,
0: <laughs> but, I highly well, recommend it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> five stars, right? So the the transformational piece of leadership, I mean, that, that's just really loaded. And if you want to be that kind of leader, you need to be intentional in everything that you do. And of course, you know, if you want to transform somebody's life, you need to love and care for them um, as a human being to their very core, right? So I guess the question is for all of our less listeners out here today is, Who's, who is it on your team that, that you know the least about, you know, who, who would, would gain from you actually asking them intentional questions because it, it's, it's really, uh, personal in, in what you do when you learn more about those people, be intentional about your conversations and, and let them be sincere, uh, and, and be sincere to people and let them know you really want to get to know them. And of course this problem, this process isn't going to be done in a week really what you're doing when you start it this week is just getting it out there and beginning the process. But if if you're not willing to start this week, then then when, right? You know, make it a priority and remember that relationships are the most important thing for the leader. Which is why, you know, we want to bring transformation of the entire person and of course, this is going to transform you in the process as well.
0: Okay, so leaders model respect leaders show encouragement and leaders affect transformation. So while we're just about at the end of this episode, before we go, do you have any final thoughts for us today?
1: Yeah, I do. I really hope that our leaders out there understand that, that love is definitely at least a very key ingredient to what you do. And and I would say it's probably the most important ingredient. I think I've been alluding to that for the entire podcast, respecting others encouraging them, bringing them to the point of transformation is going to make people your ally, your allies, and, and, and come alongside you as a leader. And so take this week to assess yourself and each of the people and relationships that you have on your team. How are you loving each of the people on your team? And the more you look introspectively into who you are, it's going to set you up to take your leadership to new heights. So um, lead well, and I will see you next time. <laughs>
0: Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining us once again. We look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Highlights and resource links are available for you in the show notes. We hope that you will join us next week as we continue on the leadership journey. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out. See you next week.